there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in what we hope will be a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. Um, Also, uh, I want to give a shout out to Elijah Merrill, our producer, and Sheldon Boyce, our assistant producer. Uh, If you want to learn more about this podcast or anything Crosswinds related, I encourage you to head on over to crosswinds.church. Well, I have back in studio with me, Elijah Merrill and Ryan Samuels. Thank you both for continuing on in this series with me. Of course. Absolutely. We're talking about fighting the good fight, fighting the good fight, and that uh, comes from, from Paul's words to, to Timothy. Uh, the good fight is, is really staying faithful to Jesus despite trials, tribulations, and difficulties by holding fast to God, battling against temptation, and striving to love God and others. That's sort of the working definition um, that we have here. And last week, we talked about the importance, first of all, of realizing that we're in a battle. Uh, being prepared for that, how that that actually influences the way we prepare for that. And then most importantly, um, we understand that the Lord has given us his very spirit. And so if we're going to fight the good fight, and by the way, we're all fighting a fight, but if we're going to fight the good fight, uh, we need to rely on the Holy Spirit. So we're going to build on that this week and talk about that we also need to remain committed to Christ. We need to remain committed to Christ. Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 16, 24, and 25, it's recorded for us, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And so this is this understanding of, of, of what it means to deny ourselves, to carry our cross. And, you know, carrying our cross is sort of the die uh, to worldly ambitions, which doesn't mean that we don't have any aspirations. Um, we certainly do, but what we grow, as we grow in Christ, he purifies us from ambitions that conflict with his kingdom principles and objectives, bringing us more in alignment with him. And if we're going to fight the good fight, we need to be in alignment with Christ. And if we're going to be in alignment with Christ, we need to remain committed to Christ. So the key is to place Christ at the center of our lives. And I've, I talk about this quite a bit, that that uh, the old way of looking at this, at least the way it was presented to me many, many years ago, was this sort of this hierarchy, that Christ is first, and then you may put your family work, whatever, on this list. And then as I explored scripture and, and through some mentoring uh, of others into my life, I began to realize it's not really a list where God's on top. It's actually more profound than that. Christ is at the center of my life. He is my focus. And then he puts everything else in alignment. Um, because, you know, I think we even live as a culture that that sort of can get a little screwy when they talk about family as a commitment. Yep. I've heard people who are like, well, family is a commitment and therefore I'm not going to work. Yep. And it's like, well, family is a commitment. Food's an important thing for your family. You may want to work. Yep. You know, so how do you know when work gets the priority, when family gets, you see, is there a time where work gets a priority over family? Yeah. Yeah, there actually is. Um, but how do you know that? How do you know what your next step is? Well, it, it's by remaining committed to Christ. It's relying on the Holy Spirit, putting Christ at the center of our life, and allowing him to direct our steps. And since we are in this fight, this good fight, where we want to honor God in everything we do, then it's important that that we, we 
two things. Number one, remain committed to Christ, and we'll start there. But as we remain committed to Christ, what's it mean to to have him really in the center of our lives as believers, you know? These are all things we talk about in the church, but practically speaking, what's that even mean, you know? And so, Elijah, I'll start with you, this idea of remaining committed to Christ, because you know, you accept Christ as Lord and Savior, yeah. but remaining committed to Christ and putting him in the center, what's that look like in your life? What's that look like for the believer? Yeah, so, I mean, I just think back to, um, you know, the, the very brief version of like I was I grew up in a Christian home and so I was raised to to know who Jesus was from a from a a I think my parents were hoping that a, a relationship would blossom you know but f- at that age you're you're sort of taught who Jesus is you know and then you, eventually you get to a point where you get to sort of experience him and uh, form that relationship for yourself but I just think about um, <clears throat> I I was raised in that situation and knowing who who Jesus was and I felt like I felt like I had a relationship with him because when when I was really really little I don't even remember what age I at some point was like you know oh yes like I love Jesus and this is you know this is where I'm at and my parents are saying that this is good and so that's what I did but then my my life as I was growing up like it didn't that didn't affect anything necessarily in how I was living and making my decisions until like eventually I reached a point where like my life was – I was in, you know, the the bottom lowest part of my life. And so I at that point like truly accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. At that point when I did that, like my – I was presented with – I guess I'll say that I got to a point in my life where I had tried to do so many different things without God at the center of my life, and it led me to that point. And so I re- I recognize it's it if you try and do life on your own, it's going to lead you to a unique place. Like it's going it, to you everybody's going to get to a different situation. No one's is going to be what happened to me. Yes, but I think what is common there is I reached a point where I felt like. I just the way that I was doing life on my own was not working. And so I was not joyful. I had no peace. I was uncomfortable. I was unsettled in everything that I was doing. <clears throat> the only option was for me to accept Christ as my savior, let him in and then to take control. And so that that literally means pay, making him the center of my life and saying, "Hey, what I'm going to do from here on out is is solely is sort of filtered through, you know, how would Jesus want me to do this? Or does Jesus want me to do it at all? You know, is this something I should continue to do? How does it need to change? Like at that point after making that decision, now it was a slow process. Yeah. It was not It's a journey, right? It was a journey. It was yeah, not a It's a journey. It, it continues to be a journey until Christ mm-hmm. returns and we see him face to face, right? But it was I think the common thing was I got to a place where I had to make I had to make the yeah. decision. Everything I'm doing now is 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 centered around Jesus being the savior of my life. He's not the savior of my time at church. Huh. He's not the savior of my relationship with my youth pastor. He's the savior of my life. Everything I'm doing is filtered through that. And then that slowly and mentors having to help me, you know, and and guide me through some of that stuff. But that was a realization of like I am I'm committing to Jesus being over all of it or through all of it and in all of it. 
you know? You know, I, it's interesting you talk about that focus on Christ and that commitment, right? Remaining commitment, remaining committed to Him and uh, putting that to center. And I, I don't know why my mind just goes there, because we, we've been using these two analogies, and Paul sort of mixes them too, these metaphors in Scripture, between sort of the, the battle warrior and then the athlete warrior, right? And uh, I, I, my mind went back to uh, when my youngest, Will, was in... Um, elementary school, he did um, he did coach's pitch, baseball. Um, and if you've ever had a kid who's been a part of that, it's the most excruciating thing to watch in the world, uh, especially since there were no strikeouts. And so they literally kept pitching until a kid would hit. And, and you were like, you know, you were just, if you want to improve your prayer life, you go there because you'll pray for kids to hit the ball more than you've ever prayed in your life. Um, and uh, it's boring. And as a matter of fact, Will did it one season, decide baseball wasn't his thing. But I remember one time I'm sitting there with some parents and I'm like, look at Will. And Will was starting to dance. He was in the infield and, and um, he was just dancing. And another friend saw him and started dancing. And I'm like, this is like high school musical, elementary baseball style. I mean, there was like four or five of them just dancing. And, you know, they were so bored. They were just trying to keep each other uh, entertained, I guess. But uh, but I, I think sometimes you say, well, Craig, why do you share that? I, I think sometimes that's sort of the, the way that we live the Christian life, right? We're like, we're committed to Christ. Then things go easy. And then we just start dancing, do our own thing. And then something hits us. And then we come back to Christ. And... And I get it's a journey, but there's a point to where if we understand every day we're going into this battle, fighting the good fight, that every morning there should be a a reminder, Lord, I'm committed to you. Like this day is yours. I am yours. I want you to direct to me. I want to make sure that every day isn't like an earth-shattering eternal moment. I get that, but I don't want to miss it when it comes. And all those days, all those ripples come together to create a, a wave, I believe, that, that echoes through eternity. And, and so just that mindset uh, of being that focused. And, and so I heard something yesterday sort of that made me think about this. And Ryan, I'm going to ask you what you, what you think about this, because I had to really meditate on this guy's words. He was talking about dating, mm-hmm. and he said, you shouldn't date unless you're ready for the breakup. And, and okay. I thought, I thought at first I'm like, okay. And then he went a step further. He said, you shouldn't get married unless you're ready for the divorce. And I thought, well, this is a guy who's like setting everyone up for these big failures. But then he unpacked it a little bit. And he said, what I'm saying is if you're not healthy enough to handle the devastation of a breakup, or if you're not healthy enough to handle the devastation of a divorce, then you're not coming into the relationship healthy enough to give what you need to give. Mm. And, and to be mentally ready to handle whatever's going to come out of that relationship. And as I began to process that, I thought, well, you don't want to begin with those tragic ends in mind. I mean, that would be horrible. You, you'd be like the worst on the first date. You know, hey, I, I'm really digging you, but, you know, I realize you may break up with me, but I'm ready for that. You know, yeah. that, that's not what he was saying. But putting it in, and he was, it wasn't a believer as far as I know talking about this, but as I began to think about this podcast and this remaining committed to Christ, I thought there is a reality there that if I can if I go into the day saying no matter what that day holds for me, Christ, I'm focused on you. That that a success at the end of the day was, Lord, I, I started focused on you. Yeah, I may have lost some focus during the day, but I got back on focus with you and I've ended the day fully committed, you know, focused on yeah. you. That's a good day. Yeah. 
And whatever comes my way then, I know with Christ I can, I can, I can handle that, but he has to be the center. Mm-hmm. He can't be some periphery that I pull in every once in a while. You know, it's like I, 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 saw, a, I saw a quote uh, just this morning, and I, I can't credit it to anybody because I, I don't know who, who actually wrote it. Um, but when I saw it, I thought, man, that is, just, that is so profound. It said the it said the it said the average Christian the average Christian looks at God and, and looks at God and all the things He can do for them, and it said but the but the Christian who's deeply in love with God just sees how beautiful He is. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And I thought so when we're talking about being committed to Christ, it's not Lord, I'm committed to you because you can get me through these things. He can get you through those things, but more importantly, I'm committed to you because I love you. You're the center. You're my everything. Yeah. And if He's your everything. If you want to know if he's truly your everything, go through a tough situation, mm-hmm. right? And, and then let him refine you. I mean, the only reason I've grown in Christ is because of rough situations where I've yeah. had to learn how to learn my def, how deficient I am in this sometimes and learn where I'm strong. And so what do you think about that? This idea of, you know, hey, don't start dating unless, unless you're ready for the breakup. Don't get married unless you're ready for the divorce. Don't, don't step out unless you're ready for the hard things because, yeah. because if, if you're not, you're not healthy enough to enter into them in the first place. Yeah, as you were as you were explaining that, I was trying to <clears throat> thinking thinking through that of what does that look like for my relationship with Jesus? And I feel I could be way off the ball. I could just swing and miss here, but I feel like it's <laughs> you know don't don't get obviously. I want you to hear this. I want you to get into a relationship with Jesus. Yes, but don't get into a relationship with Jesus if you're not ready for the day of judgment. You know, the when Jesus comes back, I think about that, and I'm like, now, in my personal ex- walk with Christ, I made I made a decision for Christ when I turned 18. I didn't start seeing Christ as my Lord until like two years ago. Sure, sure. Um, two very, very different things. Yeah. So when I say Christ as my Lord, that's when I would say. Christ became the center of everything that I did. Yeah, uh, I had a I had a relationship with Jesus before that, hundred um, percent. But it was very much that type of relationship that was like, okay, uh, what are you offering to me here? Uh, how are you going to help benefit my marriage? How are you going to help benefit me raising my child? How are you going to benefit me in my job? It was a lot of that. But like two years ago, it really changed because of and. There is probably a culmination of things, and we all can admit that it's a journey with Christ. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so there is probably a culmination of things. And by no means did I not learn and grow from the things that I was encountering up to that point. But I really, once I started putting Christ as center of my life and, and realizing that He was the Lord of my life, I started to, and people around me started to see growth. Yes. Started to affirm the growth, started to see that there was f- – and I'm not saying that there's not going to be fruit being had if he's not your Lord and Savior, so don't don't hear me that. But there was some things that started to happen in my life as soon – and hear that – as soon as I accepted him as Lord. Now, it took somebody to call me out and say, hey, he's not your Lord, is he? Hmm. Um, and that's not a fun conversation to have either. Um, but at the end of the day, that that whole mindset of like 
Like to be to prepare yourself to be thinking in the realm of like how are you going to handle it when the worst of the worst happens? I guess because I would say if you're getting married, the worst of the worst that could happen is you get a divorce. Right, right. Um, and there's pain and there's heartache. Yeah, and, and I, I don't. I'm not making light of that. This is what this individual said yeah. that made me think. Mm-hmm. But but I do get what he was saying to 100%. a certain extent, and that that's heavy. That's really heavy. And so, and you know, anyone who has a spouse knows what it's like to have the weight of now you're you're leading a spouse or you are in a relationship with a spouse, but then all of a sudden you throw kids into the mix. Um, that's kind of, I think, the culmination that happened with me is I – it was no longer me choosing Lord over my life. Now, it was. Yeah. For me to have a good relationship with my wife and with my child and, and to lead them to – and to – make them have a good, vibrant relationship with Christ. I had to obviously have a good relationship with Christ. But there is a lot more brevity of the situation of me accepting Christ as my Lord and Savior when there were other people in the mix of my wife and now my kids. And so um, that whole thought of, you know, preparing yourself for, you know, for whatever it is in the relationship with Jesus, I mean – you're looking at – I'm talking about me who lived eight years of my life as a Christian, as understanding Christ as my Savior but not as my Lord. And so to echo Elijah and to echo a lot of what we're, we're talking about is I do think that as soon as you start making that decision of him being at the center of your life, stuff starts to flow out. The decisions you're making change. Yeah. And, and, and the same decisions that you made as him as your Savior without being Lord of your life yeah. start to change. Yeah. Um. And that's what started to happen with me. And I was like, oh, this is this is what this means yeah. of him being Lord over my life. Because as soon as you start having him as Lord of your life, you're you're doing stuff now not for yourself anymore. Yeah. You're doing it for him. Yeah. That's and, when and it starts to It's change. for his glory. Yeah. And it blesses you and it definitely mm-hmm. benefits others. But you're right, that's the focus. And I, I think, you know, Elijah, as we look at this, you know, I think sometimes we can We've uh, we've like tried to make the gospel more palatable for people, yeah. and so you know when we call people to Christ, we're like you know, and when I mean call to them, you know, we're we're challenging people. You know, make a decision. What are you going to do with Jesus? You know, uh, I wonder. You know, what are we saying? Like Jesus said, I mean, here's here, here's his altar call moment for people. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. You know, anyone who who's going to sort of live for themselves is going to lose what what they think they're going to get. Anyone who's willing to give it all up is going to find true life. That's Matthew sixteen twenty four through twenty five, where we started this discussion. And you know, that's just a different way of looking at things. You know, I, I know for me, for instance, you know, I just this is such a, a such a little thing, but it's such a big deal to me when I go, for instance, to find a card for my wife. I stay away from any card that says, like, you're my everything. Mm-hmm. I stay away from any card that declares her to be what only Christ can be for two reasons. Number one, I think it it, it really dishonors the Lord that someone else could fill his shoes. Mm-hmm. And it sets her up for failure because no one else can be that but God. 100%. And so I think that's what the individual is saying, that if you're entering into a relationship, and he's using relationships, Right. If you're ending into a relationship and the end of that relationship is the end of you, yep. you're not healthy enough for that relationship, meaning that, yeah, it's going to hurt. It's going to maybe be one of the worst things you've ever gone through in your life, 
But if Christ is at the center of your life, you'll find he's more than enough. Yep. If he's everything, he'll be more than enough for you in that situation. So talk to me about that a little bit, you know? Yeah, I think <clears throat> there's an important distinction there where it's like if if you are making him the center of your life, if you are committing to him, then then you start to experience more of those more of his goodness in how you live your life and how um, and like as Ryan was saying, as as you make decisions, and and I feel like I feel like it's easy to um, it's easy for me at least. Now, like I said, I grew up in this. I grew up in a Christian home. It was easy for me to just automatically check the box in my life that I was a follower of Jesus. Like that's how it was labeled to me. So that's what how I labeled myself is that's what I was, and without without putting in any of the work or commitment to to actually be a follower of Christ like i was i was a i was a knowledge bearer of Christ i was not a believer uh, in Christ i was yeah. not a follower of Christ and so um when that decision was finally made and i said i said lord please i want you to be the lord and savior of my life that took that was a big commitment to say i want you to be the you know the center of my life and so i think that it's um it's important that <clears throat> the en- the enemy will use any means necessary to to distract us away from from God being that in our lives or or our understanding of it. You know what I mean? I think the enemy counts it as a victory if we lived in a day of just knowing and thinking that God was the center of our life without actually com- without actually living it. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. And so I feel like we, in my own life, I'll just speak for my own, my own, my own life, is that I feel like I can go, I can go multiple days where just life is good, work is going well, you know, I got to hang out with my friends, like all of these different things. And throughout that time, like I am, you know, I'm saying, oh, thank you, thank you, God, that I get to, you know, that I'm having these experiences. Um, And... I'm but throughout that throughout that whole time like there hasn't because it's because I'm sort of having that that mountaintop moment if you will for a few days my 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 everyday spending time with him my everyday commitment to him has sort of not taken a back seat but you know what I mean it's like it's sort yeah. of I've I've become so I'm I'm comfortable with where I'm at I, you know for a few days because it's so good that my 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 daily my daily choice to continue to commit to Christ and make Him my commitment isn't has sort of like it's just become a passive thought and I think that's what's dangerous yeah for me is it's like as soon as as soon as I'm passively making God the center of my life that's when it starts to become a little dangerous because as soon as like I'll find that it's I am then presented with a difficult situation and I'm like whoa 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 I thought God and I were good I thought that I had right. this relationship with him but in reality it's like well stuff has been good like God has been blessing you and you've gone through a season of life where it hasn't been very challenging necessarily um but you also haven't been committing to God every yeah. single day. You know what I mean? You've just sort of been passively living through 
living through that. And so something I had to learn, and they talked about it at NTS camp this year, which was really cool, is that it's for me, it has to be a daily thing that I'm saying, yes. I'm saying, Lord, I continue please continue to be the center of my life. I'm, I continue to recommit every day to you, giving you my day, giving you everything that is to come today because I I need your goodness and I need your I need your strength and your peace in order to do what it is you want me to do. Well, it's within our nature, you know, our unredeemed nature, which still is in play, even as believers until Christ returns, right? That mm-hmm. old self still in play, to drift away from commitment, not toward it. Yep. And so when we when we're not when we're not making that and, that, and that's true of any relationship, by the way, um, this this is applicable to dating. It's applicable to friendship. It's applicable to marriage. But but as we're talking about a relationship with Christ, I, I I dig what you're saying. I think it's like every day, you know, if we're not making that that commitment, not just verbal, but that verbal commitment sort of launches us and what mm-hmm. that would mean throughout that day to be committed to Christ. It's really easy to drift away from it and not realize how far we drifted. Yeah. Until all of a sudden we're in a situation where we're reaching out to him and realizing, you know, he didn't move, but we did, mm-hmm. right? And uh, in the situation it gets us gets us into. And so fighting the good fight, this fighting, you know, fighting the good fight, trusting God no matter what the circumstances, you know, this this reality of, of saying, man, I need to rely on the Holy Spirit and I need to remain committed to Christ. You know, Ryan, give us a quick final word. We'll go around the around the circle here. I'll say, you know, I'll I'll speak some scripture of like 2 Corinthians 5.17 is, is understanding that you, being a believer, coming into this relationship with Christ, that you have, you have, your old self has gone and your new self has has been welcomed into this new kingdom, this new family, in that um, that's really, really powerful when you think about it, that it your past or whatever you've been going through does not define you, but you're living, you now have the opportunity to live in this life now that's a new creation, um, that means that the slate is clean at this moment. And now yeah. you get to choose how you're going to now walk in this step of, with Christ. And so you don't, you don't have to have anything else to find it in your past. You know, You now get to choose because it's gone. And now you know, that can go into – we can talk about baptisms later. But um, you can now live freely to have him be your Lord. Um, so that's just what I would say. Yeah, Elijah. I would just say that as you as you process what it what it means to be fully committed to God, is it's like if you've made if you've made the decision to commit to God, just like anything else in your life, there is it takes a commitment is by definition it's it's work. It's you putting in the time and you're committing to something. And just what I've learned from my own life is I think it's so easy to say I'm committed to God in those good times that we were talking about and just how how important it is that every day I am saying yes God I am I am committed to you today regardless of what today is going to bring to me and um That's good. just how good how important that is to do. Yeah, I think I'd just add add to you know what we're saying here and we've been sort of saying this but Sort of putting in my own words, you know, as we get to know Jesus more and more, we learn to love him more and more and are, and are faithful disciples, right? And I just want to emphasize as we have, it's a journey. It's a journey. And so, you know, and in that journey, we don't all uh, progress at the same pace. We don't all go through the same experiences, you know? And, and so if you're sort of, 
you know, new to the faith or checking out Christ and all that, you know, and, and, and you're sitting back and going, you know, I just, man, I just, I'm not getting all this. You know, what God calls us to be is to be faithful to what we understand, what we know, and as he reveals that to us. And so just be part of the journey. Love the journey. Live the journey with him um, as, as, as we do with, with friends, as we do in any relationship. Live the journey with him. And, and as you do, you know, rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. Definitely remain committed to Christ and just see, just see what he has for you mm-hmm. as you fight this good fight. I love that, the good fight, right? And, and so, uh, you know, thank you for, for listening uh, to this podcast. Um, I want to encourage you to join us next week. Uh, we'll be uh, installing our, our third principle to let us fight the good fight, three out of the five. So we're sort of uh, in the middle of the of the series next week. Uh, remember, uh, if you want to learn more about this podcast or anything Crosswinds related, head on over to our website at crosswinds.church. Um, and again, if, if you find this if you find this podcast useful, share it with a friend. Uh, let them know um, what we're doing here in, in, in these podcasts. But for now, as always, be blessed and bless others. Mm-hmm.